tired of feeling anxious? Frustrated by your aches and pains? Do you want that tightness in your body to just go away? Well, I can help you feel good again with my virtual body, R&R. VBR releases physical tension in the body by using breathing and mental imagery techniques that calm the mind, relax the body, and allow you to move with ease. Go to PassionateHealthAdvocate.com and sign up for your virtual body R&R today. Frustrated with your pain or injury? That sucks, but I'm here to help. Hi, my name is Denise DeShutler, and I'm a body worker and educator. Why is it so hard to find the care we need to feel better? Most of my clients have asked that question for years until we started working together. Now I'm going to help you find those answers. I'll explore different health disciplines and chat with talented practitioners. We'll share our insights and practical advice to help you get the results you need to feel good again. Because seeking the right care for your health can be a pain in the arse. But with me, your wellness journey will turn into a fun-filled adventure. Buckle up, baby, for the Passionate Health Advocate Show. Welcome, listeners, and thanks for joining another Health Success Story episode. Health success stories are episodes where everyday people turn into their own health advocate superstar. I am here with Tina Fenton. She is a 47-year-old health and wellness coach residing in New York. Her favorite podcast during COVID has been Super Soul. Tina was extremely sick for 16 months and then decided to take her health in her own hands. This led her to a diagnosis of Lyme disease and three co-infections. Now Tina is going to share with us how her healing journey turned her life around. Hi, Tina. How are you today? I am fabulous. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And I, I just want to say how grateful I am that you are here with us today. And I'm really interested in learning more about your health success story. Thank you for asking me. I'm honored to share my journey with you and all of your listeners. Um, It's been some journey for the last three years now, uh, three and a half even. I, it was fall of 2017 and I just started not feeling right, but I didn't know what was going on. And I was already on a health journey. I was becoming more in tune with my body and taking care of myself and understanding the power of nutrition. And, but I just didn't feel right. And as the months went on, I was slowing down more. So I am at the time I was a yoga instructor and a paddleboard instructor teaching over 20 classes a week. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Off the water on mats in a college setting. And I was slowing down and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I was, um, losing patience and crying and just, it wasn't me. So in the winter of 2018, I was talking to my chiropractor, great friend, really supporting me and telling her what was going on. And she, we started to talk about stress. Okay. Well, you're teaching 20 plus classes a week. We need to really rethink all this. And we did blood work and bells were going off everywhere. Mm. Said, you need to go to your physician. So I went to my physician and she started doing blood work and I was just 
getting worse and worse. I couldn't get out of bed some days. Wow. And, and it wasn't me. I'm someone that was on the go 24 seven. So I knew something wasn't right. And then pain started to set in that winter, like January pain was setting in my body and my joints hurt all the time. And so I did start scaling back my schedule. And that spring I was with the doctor. It takes time getting appointments and blood work, no answers. They did more blood work. Weren't really sure. At this point, my chiropractor and I were thinking maybe Lyme. Mm-hmm. We weren't sure, but just because I was outside paddleboarding all the time, I was out for like six months out of the year. I'm literally outside in the Adirondacks uh, in the woods. So we started thinking maybe it was Lyme. I talked to my doctor. She ran the New York State test and said, nope, not Lyme. It's negative. I'm like, wow, okay. Went to a rheumatologist because there was still a lot of thyroid stuff and adrenal. I was an adrenal failure. Mm-hmm. And I was holding on to weight. And again, the pain some days was excruciating in my body. So that spring, I mean, I went as far as I resigned from my college position because I couldn't function. And I thought it was the stress of that, which it really isn't stressful. So that summer I took off completely of 2018 and did nothing and figured, all right, two months regroup. I'll feel great. I'll find another job. And I got worse. And Mm -hmm. the rheumatologist come July, they sent me to a rheumatologist and he ruled out MS and lupus. And he even said, I don't think it's even rheumatoid arthritis. I said, how about Lyme? He said, no, your test was negative. But at this point now I started doing my own research because I felt like no one was listening to me. And I said, and I learned that in some states, the Lyme tests are not effective. They're wow. accurate. So at that point, you know, my chiropractor said, hey, there's this blood work out in California. If you want to pay the money, I'll write the prescription. You can have it done. And I just said, okay, let me sit with it. And I just, I ordered the kit and it just sat on my table. And the rheumatologist kicked me back to my physician and my physician just said, I don't know what you want me to tell you. We don't know what you have. I think you have to go to a psychiatrist. You're, it's depression. Well, now I'm depressed. Now I'm oh. crying. I can't function. Oh. I can't get out of bed. My life is changing. Relationships are crumbling because they don't understand that I don't feel well. And no one wants to hear every day, you don't feel well. And my business, my paddleboard business stopped in its tracks that summer, I had closed my yoga studio. Like a lot happened in that summer of 2018. And I woke up and said, okay, enough is enough. I think I have Lyme. I've been talking with my chiropractor. I've been starting to read and research. I was like, my gut is telling me there's something really wrong. And it sounds like from all the research I'm doing, I feel like it's Lyme. So Now I was on a quest to find a doctor that would listen to someone who may have Lyme and do the proper testing for it. And um, there's a great doctor well-known in the Northeast. I called and what I learned, the harsh reality is Lyme is not covered by insurance. Really? Yes. So the doctor's initial visit was like $1,500 cash. And I just stopped. Here I am unemployed right now. And I, I have Lyme and, or I think I do, you know, I'm like, I don't know is what you get with it. And is your health worth it? I'm like, yes, but I don't have the money. So from that August, that was a re- wake up call. I said, okay, we're going to start this on our own. And I started researching and getting into groups and seeing what people were doing, what their doctors were telling them to do. And I, I started 
reading some of the bigger doctors and online, of course. So thank God for social media. I don't like it, but for that, I learned so much. And I found a few doctors, latched onto them, read their books, did an elimination diet. My chiropractor supporting me as we're trying to find another doctor for me. And I started taking my health in, in my own hands. And that October of 2018, I went on an elimination diet um, for Lyme because what I learned through my research is everything you eat either feeds Lyme or starves it. Mm. And I was feeding Lyme every day. I had no idea. So I went cold turkey on a Monday morning and I cut everything out. I found a program to support me in doing it so that I wasn't starving myself, that I made sure I had none of the ingredients that that fed Lyme. But October, I took my health back. I was done. And within two weeks, I already started to feel better. Wow. Enough that like brain fog, because I had brain fog. It was in my heart. It was in all my joints and muscles. It was in, it's in my eyes. It, um, it was everywhere, you know, like my muscles hurt. You couldn't touch me. So I was done. I, my health became priceless that when that month in October, when I started to feel better, I was like, Oh, this is how I used to feel. Mm -hmm. I was sick for so long. I had no idea. And I was so grateful that November end of November, my chiropractor found a specialist for me in a little town in Pennsylvania. And I drove at the time I was living in Saratoga and I drove the four and a half hours to this little town, still had to pay cash, no insurance, but it was a third of the price of the other doctor. Went, he spent two hours with me. And, you know, I never had went, I never sent that blood work to California at the time. And because I just didn't know what to do with it, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't ready to hear in the summer, even though I was, I was afraid with that blood work. Anyway. Right. So you were, you were there where you had that opportunity, but then it's like, then what? Right. Cause it was a kit. You didn't really have a a physician supporting that. Right. That makes sense. Exactly. So I just held on to that box. But then when I went to this Lyme specialist and he said, he had a questionnaire that had like 46 questions and I was yes to 43 of them. Wow. So he said, I'm not going to tell you what my diagnosis is, but you probably already know what it is. So we sent the blood work off. Um, I had Lyme and three co-infections through my whole body for over 16 months. And so he started me on a treatment immediately. That was really, really intense. I had no idea how sick I was going to become. But again, my mindset shifted October, 2018, that my health was priceless. Mm-hmm. If I don't have my health, I don't have my life. I lost every, you know, I didn't lose it all, but it wasn't what it was before. So I put my health first. It became my full-time job. And I listened to everything the doctor told me. I didn't deviate. I, you know, had changed my eating habits. I changed my sleeping habits. I changed my lifestyle, which I peeled away relationships because of that, you know, for a long yeah. time, I wasn't fun anymore. Mm-hmm. But again, I went back to my health is priceless. My life, what kind of quality of life do I have if I'm sick? So from January, 2019 till December of 2020, I was in treatment with a specialist and every two, three months we change, we would like change my meds to trick the Lyme. And 
I did what he told me to do. And, um, you know, fast forward, December, 2020, he said, we're going to give your body a break because antibiotics are not good for our body for long periods of time. And in that, those two, that two year period or 19, 2019 to two, that's the other thing, brain processing. So yeah, almost two years of treatment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, uh, became an advocate for my gut health because I knew what all these medicines were doing. And I started researching vitamins and supplements and natural herbs and totally took the time to nourish my body every day properly to support this treatment. Right. And December, 2020, he said, you're done. Unless you have a flare. And the only, you know, he said a flare could come from two things. You going off your regimen or getting bit by a tick again or something, you know, or extreme stress. I did not know extreme stress could have impacted this and brought it on. I may have been bit by a tick when I was 10 and my body and the Lyme coexisted together all those years. And then stress takes the immune system down and the Lyme sees its chance to go in. You know, in active mode, right? Yes, and it takes over. So it's still there. You know, uh, my doctor advised me, if you have it more than a year, most likely you can't totally get rid of it. Wow. So I had it about 16 months before we started treating me. And so he said, your reality is you'll always coexist with Lyme. You just have to be one step ahead of them. And that's health has become my full-time job. My whole life has transformed because of it. Even my career transformed in the middle of it. I couldn't practice yoga the way I used to. I couldn't teach it the way I used to. And I was slowing down and I found during that time, the wonders of restorative yoga and therapeutic yoga. And during the time I went back to school and became a yoga therapist, a foundational yoga therapist, and I treated myself through the whole process, through yoga therapy. And now I help others, you know? So I look at that journey as I had to go through it to now support others in trying to find their way, whether it's Lyme or autoimmune, any, you know, anything just for them to feel better when they realize that health and life are priceless. Wow. That is such an incredible story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. That's, uh, yeah. What a, what a road, what a journey. Can you tell us, cause you know, I'm sure listeners, most of them have probably heard of Lyme disease, but maybe can you t- explain what is Lyme disease and how it does affect your body? I mean, you're talking about your symptoms, but just in general, because again, I'm really glad that you chose to share this story because as you experience, Lyme is not common knowledge. It's not. And so Lyme, and I have learned through research and there's a lot of conflicting stuff out there because again, it is not necessarily recognized. Some doctors recognize it and others do not. That is so surprising to me. Wow. It, 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 you know, it is, it's, it baffles me. Because yeah, I'm baffled. <laughs> that struggle with Lyme. There are, there are, yeah. You all, everyone I know that, you know, some people are fortunate to find doctors that will try, that understand Lyme and will treat them under the radar 
and hopes that no one realizes it. The doctors that truly are like, my mission is to treat Lyme. They say, I don't take insurance, so I can do what I need to do to get you better. Trust Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. The specialist that I found who I'm so grateful for, he had Lyme. Wow. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Uh He was a family physician who contracted Lyme and didn't know where to turn. He went to California to a holistic center and learned how to treat himself while he was there and came back to the East Coast and started treating people with Lyme. And he he pulses in Eastern medicine and Western medicine together. Mm-hmm. And out the Western and stay in the Eastern medicine. So yeah. I was so grateful to find him. But, you know, Lyme is a bite from this little bug. And, it, and they have this toxin and a bacteria, a parasite, and a bacteria that goes into the body and it grows a, a, a biofilm. So it goes into the body and starts to feed off of what you're feeding yourself to grow and multiply. And they just house in the body and they're happy. And they grow a, a biofilm around them so that the body can attack it and kill it. Wow. Okay. So when you go into treatment, you're going into treatment not to only kill the line, but to chip away that biofilm, this thick wall, their cell wall to kill it. So that's why you pulse your treatments and do different things Mm -hmm. because they get savvy. They're almost right. You got to shake it up. Yeah. Oh, all right. This is coming in and they build a resistance. And then, so if you bring something else different and they're not used to it, chips the wall away and you can, your immune system, essentially meds come in to help break it down. So the immune system can go in and kill it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're doing double duty when you're taking meds, Western, right. meds, and you're also boosting your immune system naturally, so that they can both attack the Lyme together. Wow. Okay. So it's it, you know when you first start a treatment, whether it's Eastern or Western medicine, um, I can't pronounce the long word, but they call it herxing. And what happens is some of the Lyme that has a thinner biofilm dies off, and it's they release this toxin in your body. So you get like massive headaches. And oh, wow. Massive pain. You can't function. And you do a lot of detoxing for it. Epsom salt baths, sauna, uh, infrared sauna. I do um, castor oil packs. I do foot, aqua chief foot baths. You do a lot of different things to help flush it out of the body quicker. And uh, hydration, certain foods, certain herbs to get it out of you quicker. So Lyme basically... It looks different in everybody too. Yeah, I think that's like one of the challenges of why it's really hard to diagnose, isn't it? It's a one size fits all. It's not a one size fits all diagnosis or treatment. Everybody is different. So, you know, I read a lot in the different social media groups. Oh, well, they put me on this protocol and it's not working. I give up. Well, don't. For some mm-hmm. people, it took me a long time took about six months for us to get in a groove of figuring what worked. And then we'd pull out and bring something else in, then pull that out, bring the other one back in because the Lyme gets savvy. Mm -hmm. On top of that, I had three other co-infections. And so I had a parasite in my body. I had, you know, were those infections all symptomatic of what happened from the Lyme from having Lyme? Yes. But what Mm -hmm. I've learned is fleas can carry mosquitoes can carry this stuff as well really not just ticks not just ticks so Um, it's scary mm -hmm. and when people get sick 
we may not necessarily know where it came from. Right. You know, and everybody gets conventional treatment. So really, you know, boosting your immune system. So if only one of these things came in, your body can handle it. But if it gets whomped by three or four at one time, it's hard. I don't know when I got bit. I never had a bullseye. That's, that's also a myth. Right. You need a bullseye to, to contract, you know, Lyme. And the CDC does recognize Lyme, but they recognize one number count. And anyone, if, if they're off that number slightly, there's like these bands of numbers. And when you have your blood work done, if you have these certain bands then the CDC says, yes, you have Lyme. And then they say, okay, 21 day doxy protocol, doxycycline, and that's it. It's not one size fits all. And there's people that have Lyme that may not have that one band. They may have the next band over. Right. And is that what happened to you? Because you were getting tested and they were saying you didn't have it. Wow. Mm-hmm. When it was sent to wow. this lab out in California, that's extremely sensitive and more accurate. Um, according to the CDC, I don't have Lyme because I didn't have that one band, but I had several others. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the passionate health advocate, Dance Break. Now get up and shake your thing. That is so wild. And, you know, I've, like I said, I've, I know about Lyme, but not to the detail, you know it, but I do know enough that there are people suffering out there that feel alone with Lyme. And do you feel that this is changing or do you see the medical industry or the Western medicine industry or just in general, Western Eastern medicine, acknowledging it? And do you know much about how this is changing the medical industry? I think it's slowly coming around mm-hmm. people. That is the key thing. You you're so correct in that you feel so alone. Yeah. Yeah. You feel so alone because within your unit of relationships, they don't understand to begin right. with. So you're no fun anymore. You know, you, you can't eat the way we, you don't want to go out like we want to go out that kind of thing. So you feel very lonely in your, your environment and then no one's listening. So it's like you're looking in, tapping at the window, like, I want to come in. Will someone please help me? Mm-hmm. It's very, very lonely. So I'm so grateful for all these groups where everybody connects because we all support each other. But I think there is a shift happening. People are getting more vocal. Social media is helping that. And I know in New York State, they've just allotted funding for research for Lyme because there is such a huge concentration of Lyme in New York and Connecticut, Massachusetts. So uh, New York state is finally, there was, I think this last year they put some funding in. I don't know if that's changed now because of what happened with COVID, but there was funding for research in Lyme, but you know, it's still not acknowledged unless you have that one band with the CDC. And then they say 21 days of doxycycline. That's all you get. You're good to go. You're fine. So you want to hope sometimes like the doctors are knowledgeable in it mm-hmm. and they're going to prescribe you and hopefully help you. I just didn't find the right doctor. 
And I lost trust in the medical system for a while. And then when I found my specialist, I'm so grateful for him. Mm-hmm. I always go back to him for anything because he is a family physician as well. Um, you know, he just doesn't take insurance. I pay cash for everything. Yeah, yeah. It's worth it. I've learned to make it part of my life. It's become worth it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure in the beginning with all of that, the, the finances is a shock. But then if you curve your life and know what you need to keep you stable and keep you healthy in your livelihood, then you, yeah, you may like anything, right? It's like an investment in your health and you make that a priority. I was fortunate because I read other stories and I know a few people going through treatment. I mean, some people have to have IVs. He even, he Mm -hmm. asked me to get the IVs. I couldn't afford them. The Mm -hmm. IVs were like $200 a time. So I couldn't necessarily afford them. So that's where he said, okay, then you really need to hone in on your food and on your supplements and on the herbs. And you cannot deviate. If you deviate, because I said, well, what will happen? If I, you know, have a cocktail on a Friday night, he's like, you're gonna, you're feeding the lime then. Mm -hmm. You have to decide every choice you make. Do you want to feed the lime or do you want to feed you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to decide, is it worth it or not? And um, have I deviated a few times? Absolutely. And have I paid for it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, you know, and then I go, oh, that's how it feels to be sick again. Yeah. And start over. Got it. So, so where you're at now, um, you, since you stopped the treatments, it sounds like you stopped in, uh, 2020 December, correct. And, um, where are you at now? Have you had any flare-ups since then? I have, I had a, um, so it's very controversial, but I chose to get the vaccine Mm -hmm. because I live, I'm a caregiver to my mother and, and my stepdad's in the house too. So I chose the vaccine knowing the chances of what it could do. And it woke up my Lyme. So, uh, and that's been in the last month. And then one night I didn't even think about it. You know, I, uh, ate bread. They love gluten. They love sugar. Uh, and lime. I, they're like my friends. Sure. They love even sugar. Right. Right. <laughs> A nice loaf of Italian bread one night. And I was down for the count for like three, four days because it was right after the second vaccine. So it took me, I mean, I'm still coming. It's been about two weeks now, but I'm, I honed right back in and went really strict on my eating habits. The herbs are all there. The supplements are all there. I'm moving. Even though those days my joints hurt, I don't want to move. I'm moving Mm -hmm. and I'm doing everything I need to do to get strength back and I feel it I'm winning again so I you know I was almost concerned I'd have to go back on medications but I can feel my body's working I'm sleeping a lot you know that's big component for everybody to boost their immune system is to sleep seven eight nine hours a night so I have a regimen I'm in bed by nine ten o'clock and I don't set an alarm when I wake up I wake up wow yeah yeah. Well, I just say congratulations for not even having to get about meds because that's huge. This vaccine that people are getting. I mean, I got it too. And I, what your body has to do and then with Lyme disease. So, and then of course, you know, the bread is just kind of, you know, all of that co- concoction in one, but your rebound, that's really impressive. I mean, wow. Cause I, I'm sure that took you down. And, you know, I know other people that are living with other disorders where, you know, they constantly have to watch their diet and it's just, 
Yeah. To learn to live with it and know that you can bounce back. Like you have that faith in yourself and the trust and, and you've gone through that whole journey to, to bounce back is that's really remarkable. It's mindset is huge. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness is huge. Embodiment connected to the physical body and really understanding how your body is every day. Our body's amazing. It communicates with us. We just yes. don't listen. Exactly. So yeah. I learned to listen to my body over the last three years and really give it what it needs every day. I had to make lifestyle changes to do that for sure. Mm-hmm. But the mindset is huge. And there's a doctor I, I follow out in Connecticut, a Lyme specialist. And every time I see one of his seminars, that's what he talks about. He said, it's mindset more than anything. You have to believe that you're going to get stronger and that you're going to beat this. And if you do everything, the steps that we all know now we need to do, and it, you know, it goes for our health in general and have that mindset shift, you will beat it you will make a change in your body. So that has just been mindset, embodiment, mindfulness, and staying on track have been the, the, the pillars of my treatment and my health. Wow. Wow. I'm, thank you for sharing this because I feel like there are others out there, as I'm sure you're aware, that, that feel alone in this. And so if you're listening, these are components that have helped you. Um, so I would like to know, you said those are the three pillars. What, you know, what was your biggest lesson through all of this? Our body is so sacred and we don't take care of it. We take care of everyone else, <laughs> take care of our cars. I tell the college students all the time, you make sure there's always gas in your car, but you don't take care of your bodies. And that's the biggest lesson that I learned is that we don't get a warranty. We can't turn it in and go, you know, it's not a lease. We have one body and I've learned how to really take care of my one body. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. But I cherish it now. I respect it. I've learned to love it. A lot of us struggle with even loving our bodies. So I've learned to love my body and have patience and compassion for my body. Wow. Care of it just like I take care of everyone else in my life. Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm I'm glad you've reached that point. You know, I I know it wasn't easy to get there. Um, as a body worker, that is something that I preach all the time. Uh it's amazing. I get it, people have different priorities, but if they even put half of it into their own self and in their own body, their temple that will keep them going. Cause I am a firm believer if you don't have your health. Uh, what are you going to have? Everything's gone. It doesn't matter. Nothing else matters if you don't have your health. And unfortunately you also have learned that. Um, wow. What would you say, uh, any advice for listeners that one, um, may have Lyme disease or, you know, people that are in support, you know, family members, uh, friends of people with Lyme disease. Cause it sounds like the ignorance about Lyme is really troubling. So for even someone that knows some of the Lyme disease, like how can they help them? Yes, it's uh, for someone that may think they have Lyme, reach out to a local group or a social media group. Like I'm in a women's Lyme group 
And then I'm in a local group here in New York and uh, reach out because there'll be advocates that can help you start to get answers and see a lot of times it's interesting people who have maybe been diagnosed with MS or lupus end up with Lyme and vice versa. Wow. Yeah. So it's weakening. Mm -hmm. So reach out to people, advocates and let them help guide you and you know, when people in our group come on and say, I think I have Lyme, I can't find a specialist. We can't really talk about online, but we can message people and call them up. And because again, it's not really recognized. Right. Right. In the, the world, like my, you would never find my doctor by Googling Lyme specialists. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, reach out to advocates and that there are plenty of support to help you on your journey. And then for friends and family, if you're listening and and there's someone in your family with Lyme, you know, be patient because they are going to be great one day and they may not be okay the next day. And patience has to be the number one thing to really understand that they do feel alone and they do want to go with you and do with you, but they just can't today. They need to lay in bed or they need to, you know, sit because their joints hurt so bad. And people may have heart conditions. There's so much that goes on with Lyme. So families educate themselves on what people are going through and be patient. If you truly love someone, like I'm very fortunate. I have a a group of people that really support me now and like tolerate my health because it can be hard. When someone's so regimented with their eating habits, it is no fun because they can have the pizza, but I'd rather right. be healthy right. and feel good so I can go out with you and do things and travel and paddleboard and practice my yoga. So I'll give up the pizza. I love cauliflower crust. You know? <laughs> okay. Right, right. It's shifting that mindset. I don't feel deprived mm-hmm. at all because I shifted my mindset. A lot of people say, I don't want to give up alcohol. I don't want to give up gluten. I love sugar. I love my life. Yeah. I'll give all those things up because I want my life for like two years. I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think in the end, and this is with anyone on a health journey. I'm sure you've heard this. You have to be tired of being tired of being <laughs> sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that point, it's like enough is enough. I want right. to make- And that's when people become advocates for themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm really glad you did. I mean, wow, that is, again, knowing that journey that you felt alone and then specialists or, you know, people that you would normally look to for guidance didn't have the skills or the, um, the study, the know-how. So it's, uh, yeah, that could be very, very daunting. I can only imagine. And I just think that's so courageous of you to just take that initiative and trust your gut. When you felt like you had Lyme disease from early on, and even when the, the test said no, that's, I just think that's so huge. And I feel like anybody listening, that's one of the messages with this show is that you don't have to be an expert of other health disciplines. You just have to be an expert of yourself, pay attention and listen to your gut. And if it's not being recognized, go somewhere that it is. And you did that. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Just keep 
If you hear no and it doesn't feel good inside of you, keep mm-hmm. going. Keep going, yeah. keep digging deeper. Don't give up. Yeah. You'll find somebody. And that's why I say reach out to advocate groups because they'll help you find people that will listen and help you on the track. The minute I changed my eating habits and I started to feel better and I cut out everything that they say to cut out with Lyme, mm-hmm. I was like, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, here we go. And it just was reconfirming what my gut was saying. Yeah, yeah, so good. I'm glad you got that validation kind of, I mean, not early on, but yeah, when you started to go down that route, sounds like in October. Right. Yeah, wow. Whew, that is really incredible. And I'm so grateful again that you're sharing this story. And I think it's going to be super powerful for people because this isn't talked about enough. And I'm hoping with this episode, we can start spreading the word for, you know, not only just everybody that may potentially have Lyme disease, but also for the medical community. You know, this is a good eye-opening conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Thank you for asking me to come and share because again, I was alone. And if I had heard something like this back then, I may have been more of an advocate earlier. I waited another three, four, five months. You know, in in May of 2018, I was being told, no, I don't have Mm -hmm. Lyme. July of 2018, I was told, no, I don't have Lyme. And I didn't go to a doctor till January of 2019. So I lost another six months in there. Mm -hmm. And if I had heard something like this, I may have, you know, even earlier started really reaching out and doing my homework. Yeah. Yeah. Well, valuable. Yeah. And I, again, I'm, I'm just really glad that you were able to listen to your gut and, and to pull forward when everyone's telling, you no. so (laughs) congratulations. Thank you. Wow. Tina, thank you so much for sharing your health success story and being a true advocate for yourself and for others. And I just, yeah, I wish you all the best on your journey. And it sounds like um, we don't really have to worry. It sounds like you're on top of things. Even when curveballs are thrown at you, you're going to take it. (laughs) Absolutely. I am good. I'm definitely good. I'm so grateful. And thank you for having me on to share my journey with everybody. Thanks for joining the Passionate Health Advocate Show with your host, Denise DeShutler. Like what you hear? Then subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.